Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. You could ask yourself, like I often do, is that because I'm expecting grace from another source? Because it only from His fullness we receive grace for grace. But if I'm expecting grace, some days they are not to be found in human around us. There are times when we expect from people what only God can give. And, and there are times people can express that to us and they are overflowing and there are times they're not. But the only source of it is, is really from Him. So often a good question is, if you feel yourself deflated, am I drinking from the wrong source? Do you feel full of grace in your life? In today's message, Elizabeth teaches us that if we feel like our grace has run dry, we might be drinking from the wrong source. God alone is our source for grace. We cannot expect from people what only God can give. God is willing to give all the grace you might need. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part three in John chapter one of their message, Grace for Grace. taste of him, so to speak, experience his goodness, his grace, and then we become more and more like him as his enabling power works in and through our lives. There are strong words that, you know, he exerts his holy influence upon us and turns us into little Christs, if you will. That's what Christian means, you know, that we're becoming more and more like him as he strengthens us and keeps us and increases us in Christian faith and knowledge and so forth and so on. That's why the title, Grace for Grace, it says in James at some point, he gives more grace. No matter what, he gives more grace. There's this infinite, endless supply that you can't drain, which is so out of this world. Like everything else, whatever we use, we use up. So we, we try to, to use it sparingly. We try to, to modify our thing. But it, the thing that I love so much about God, among other things, is that he welcomes a big appetite for everything of him, right? Like in, in earth, we have to have moderation with everything, but with God, you can be just completely, I want all that you have and more. Like it's not selfish to want a ton of God because it makes us light. And so there's, there is this complete infinite supply of it, but we compiled it into seven steps for tonight just to, to break it down and to make it less abstract, more practical, or at least maybe more containable, digestible, what it is. So you could almost use these seven as, um, you see them one by one as we bring them, you could almost use them as a checklist. If throughout the year you begin to feel like I'm recognizing I'm graceless, like I, I don't feel full of God, I don't feel full of grace. Like for me, when I'm graceless, it comes out through my words usually, or it'll come out by me just lack of energy, lack of love, lack of something. 
that I should have more of. And so you could use these seven things as just like, where am I missing it? Where did I leave it behind? So, so there will be questions sort of in association with each of these, with each of these seven steps or aspects of it. Yeah, so, not, I, I don't like the word steps. No. But if you think about, you know how when you, I don't know, <laughs> when you get my age anyway, you go to the doctor, they look at, you know, they've got a checklist that they go through. They're gonna check your cholesterol, they're going to check your, you know, obviously your vitals, your blood pressure and, exactly. you know, all of this kind of stuff. The, the, you know, the, your blood sugar level. The doctor's always watching my blood sugar level because this is bigger than it needs to be. And so my blood sugar level is higher than it should be. My cholesterol level is usually a little higher than it, than it should be. And I'm right at that point, you know, where she's, she's watching me like a hawk, you know, on all these things. And that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, yeah. These are areas, these seven areas... It, you know, if you find yourself just feeling a little bit dry, beat down, whatever, yeah. well, then go back and look at this list, and it'll, it'll give you a point of reference where you can look at it and say, oh, okay, you know, my spiritual blood sugar is a little bit high, so, you know, I, I need to make... I've as, eaten something as, I shouldn't. As, as the little Indian-American doctor said to me down at Baptist last year, maybe it is time for a lifestyle change. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, like that. Like that. So the first non-step, the first... Uh, <laughs> number one on the checklist. Number one on the checklist, the aspect of grace, the thing that is from get-go, it is that grace comes from the fullness of Jesus. In other words, I mean, that's what we saw in John 1, 16. From, the, from his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. So the question, if you find yourself running dry or graceless, you could ask yourself, like I often do, is that because I'm expecting grace from another source? Because it only, from his fullness, we receive grace for grace. But if I'm expecting grace, some days they are not to be found in human around us. There are times when we expect from people what only God can give. And, and there are times people can express that to us and they are overflowing and there are times they're not. But the only source of it is, is really from him. So often a good question is, if you feel yourself deflated, am I drinking from the wrong source of grace? And one of the things that I find that really concerns me as a pastor is that quite often people are trying to get it just from the church experience. You know, and, and I'll, I'll hear people, and, and that, I think that's why it's, and I, I don't want to be misunderstood here, but it's, it's really become more than ever before, I think, a problem in, in the church world that churches are, are so focused on a hyped up music experience. set and experience. And, and I'm, I have a lot of, I love, I love to sing, I love music, I grew up with it. My grandfather w was a worship leader, and it was always high energy, you know, and, and had a lot of fun with it, old school fun, but it was fun, you know, and I, I, I get that. But a lot of times what, what I find is that people will come to one of us looking for something that only Jesus is capable of delivering. Now, we try our best to be... To be what he asks of us to be. Yeah, yeah. to be you know, his and, and to, vessels. To, 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 to be, as a friend of mine used to put it, good sheepdogs, you know, like under shepherds. But there's only one good shepherd. And that's what we're talking about. You know, in, in the, old, the old Southern Gospel Pentecostal 
saying was you, you got to be under the spout where the glory comes out. <laughs> and I, I'm not the spout. She's not the spout. You understand? And that's kind of what we're talking about. And it's, it's that of, because it brings you back that spout directly under God. And that's if you remove yourself from that and, you, and your focus and expectation becomes more horizontal. Although God expresses himself that way, you, you lose, you're drinking from, he says in, in Jeremiah, from a broken cistern instead of from living water when that happens. So, and then the second one is that it is inseparable. The grace God offers that is all these things is inseparable from his word. And we base that among other things about, from John 1:14 that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father of grace and truth. He is the truth and he is the word and you can't separate the two. And the reason that matters is in this also very typical of our age sort of renegade Christianity. I can get everything online. I'm fine with God. I'll drink directly from God from my Facebook feed or from something else. And if it, if it replaces the word of God, the truth of God, when we remove ourselves from the accountability of truth and his word, we become so easily deceived, which is a sign of our times. So one of the things we run into a lot is that people say, I know that it's not kosher to date a non-Christian, but I receive more grace from my non-Christians than I do from the Christians. How often? I mean, we hear it yeah. all the time, and I get that. And there's a double-edged side to that. On one side, it is definitely, unfortunately true that you cannot run into lack of grace in the church because we are human, because whatever. It can happen and it must not be. And we pray against it, we fight against it, but it can happen. Again, that's easily rectified if the expectation is that way instead of that way. If you look for failures in others, you'll find it very, very quickly. But it's also true that it's an easy excuse because sometimes what is perceived as lack of grace is people just speaking the truth. And, and if you don't want that, because you, you don't really, what you want isn't really grace, but tolerance or, or license to do something outside of his will, then that isn't grace. You cannot separate grace from his truth. I mean, we always just, when we deal with that, it's like, okay, so be, be honest about it. I, I've gotten more direct with time when I sit one-on-one -on -one with people. It's like, what you're saying is not necessarily that you haven't received grace in the church, but what you want is someone to endorse your decision. And if we can't do that because we are bound to truth, then what you're getting isn't grace. You're getting deception. You're getting the same license a two-year-old gets if it, if it steals the cookies and runs away. It is not grace. It's something else, and you will reap from that decision, but it won't be from grace. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front. 
as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. But today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.